You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. For more information on Dayton Christian Center, you can visit dcctx.church. Now let's join in for this week's message. All right, if you got your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians, and the title of this is Well Done. And like I was saying, you know, last week was just amazing. And, uh, and but we are going to see fruit from this, you know, from where uh, God births some things in us, you know, because I, I know that's one thing that I've been seeing is God has birthed some things in people. He's uh, stoked the coals of fresh fire in people. And um, he's broke down some walls that some people, you know, sometimes we, we, build, we, we build walls and sometimes, God, it takes a little while for him to chisel them down to get through, you know. And so the, I think there was a lot of ground cultivated to receive the seed. And uh, I just think there's going to be some, uh, a lot of fruit from this. And uh, for our communities and for your homes, uh, I, I think it's going to be pretty powerful uh, and we're waking up to the fact that today needs us. The day in which we live is, is nothing like any of us has ever seen. You know, it, it didn't just happen overnight. You know, a lot of us woke up in 2020 and everything looked different. But that just didn't happen overnight. It's just been a gradual decline in the body doing their job that, we got to here, now we're seeing the fruit of us, the void that we left in the United States. And uh, we've got, you know, government that's having a hard time governing themselves. You know, we've got school boards and we've got, I, I mean, everything is just seems to be in a mess. This just didn't happen overnight, you know. And so we're, we're trying to step up when we're waking up, and I know it's a, a lot of times it can seem overwhelming, but we still got to react, uh, we, we not react, but respond to our time. And today is that time, you know, and the thing about it is, is when God does something like what happened here last week, uh, you can count on the devil trying to frustrate that movement. And what's going on? And but we know, golly, Sunday. Sunday was power. Strength in the struggle. You know, come on. I mean, that was. You know, that that's right where we're at. And in the midst of this struggle we're going on, it's strengthening us at the same time. And so uh, we just can't let the devil get us focused on the past and be fearful of the task that's ahead of us or be overwhelmed by the future. We just have to step into the door that God's opening for us and just be what he's called us to be. And in 2 Corinthians, we're going to start in verse 12. We're going to look at some things. And, uh, and he says, Now when I came to uh, Taurus for the gospel of Christ, and when a, when a door was opened for me in the Lord... I had no rest for my spirit, not finding Titus, my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went on to Macedonia. But thanks be to God who always 
leads us in His triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. Now, let me just say this. Paul was having to always, or Paul had to do some correction. And what we've been seeing here at DCC for 17 years that we've been here, God's been telling us that correction and order is coming, right? And so Paul is having to correct and bring some order to the church in Corinth. And in the first letters to Corinth, he had to really be stern. And he had to say, look, some of y'all have just run off the rails, and you're going to have to get back in alignment. And then people were uh, questioning his apostleship. And that's when he just was like, all right, look, here's how it is. Here's, here's the fruit of what's going on in my life. And if you're going to question it, here's what's happening. So he sent this letter in 2 Corinthians to see how it was going. And he sent it by Titus, and he was hoping that before he got to where he was going in Macedonia, that he was going to get clarity of hopefully everything's going good or I need to be prepared. <laughs> well, he didn't get that. And so he's just, but yet he's like, there's no rest. I've got to go on anyway. So I'm going to go on blindly hoping for the best, but preparing and so Paul goes on ahead, even when there's no rest. You can always tell when the enemy is coming against you. Listen, just because things don't go right doesn't mean that God didn't open a door. And so we have to realize that correction and order, when it comes, the enemy's always going to be right there to insert his two cents and take advantage of, of what God's doing. And so we, we've got to be aware of that. But he went on anyway regardless. See, you can't think just because it doesn't come easy, it's not God. Paul knew he was supposed to go on to Macedonia. He knew he was supposed to go there, but it never was easy. See, and a lot of times when God's going to do something in your life, the enemy's always going to come and try to attack to get you to just settle for comfort. Come on, instead of no rest. So things may not always come easy, but he was headed there regardless because of his call and the task that was ahead of him. And so... And, it's, and that's what it's about. It's about the task that we have, and it's about the call on our life. Look in Acts 16. Acts 16. Verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A certain man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us 
to preach the gospel to him. Now, th- this, this cracks me up because there's a lot of, I mean, Paul sees a guy in a dream. Listen, this just wasn't bad goat cheese that he ate. And he's just, you know, he, he in a dream, he's like, this guy's saying, you need to come and help us. Let me tell you, the world has been crying out for help. And well, all I see is a is a, is a bunch of perverts and drunkards and you know and a bunch of spoiled brats. Yeah, that's them crying out. And what in in the drugs and the alcohol and the perversion, it's just a temporary fix until they get that real true peace and help. That they need, and that's what we, we we've missed that, and 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 we've looked at them. Come on, y'all, hear what I'm saying? And we like we don't want nothing to do with them, but yet God's bringing them up to us so that we'll see it. But we don't ever want to be uh, uh, inconvenienced. Come on, Amen. we we've got the answer. I mean, it's like, I, I'm telling you, when you read the, the lyrics to Crazy Train, Ozzy Osbourne, look, Luke just, Luke squinched his eyes. You heard the song, right, Luke? Aye, 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 aye. I never did listen to it. I, I heard it. I, I don't have them with me. But I'm telling you, it talks about the preachers talks about the preachers. Ozzy Osbourne was crying out for help. And it says, I was going off the rails on a crazy train. And it just, he, and, I, and I'm telling you, when Mike Weaver read those, and then, I mean, you just, the world's crying out and we missed it. And so we've got, to, we've got to learn how to be out there and not miss what God's doing, you know. And, and we've got to train our eyes to see and that they're crying out for help. And so God's been training us here at DCC for quite a while. And, um, and, and so, listen, I, I wish I could tell you I had clarity on, on exactly what God's going to do, but Moses never had clarity. Abraham never had clarity. David didn't have clarity. Paul didn't have clarity. God, God just would do things and show him what's fixing to happen, but everything in between, God seems to leave out. Come on. I mean, Paul... Paul was shipwrecked. He was shipwrecked to a snake bite. You know, I mean, come on. I mean, you don't think, how can it get worse? And then snake bit. You know, and so God left all those details out, you know, but Paul never stopped because God never stops working, you know. But I wish I could tell you that I had clarity, but what I can tell you is I'm excited and we're going to keep doing what we do and we're going to keep doing that. The, the conferences, I think, 
Or we're going to do four of them a year. We're going to do men's, women's, the big conference, everybody together, and then we'll do a marriage conference. And so this is all going to be, it takes every one of us to do it. Because I'm telling you, those pastors that came were blown away. They couldn't believe. You know, when we had the funeral here, and there was 400 people in this building, 400 people in this building, the funeral director said, do y'all got a funeral committee? Because this is amazing. I mean, they couldn't believe how well it went. And so I'm telling y'all, that's what we do, and we do it good, and we're going to do more. And I'm going to tell you, as time goes by, you know, you, you'll, you'll, everybody's going to have a place. But the, the thing that excites me is how many people outside of Liberty County are seeing this, and we'll see it on the World Wide Web or whatever it's called these days, the Facebook, YouTube, Internet. I don't know what it is, but it's out there somewhere. Like all my numbers were in the cloud for a couple of days. I, I had to get a new phone, and I mean, it took several days for my phone to catch up. And Keisha kept going, oh, they're in the cloud. Well, I don't know where the cloud is, but I need it back. I need numbers here. I don't need them in a cloud somewhere. You know, it was, just, it was so aggravating. And I took it to the little lady there at the Verizon. I said, hey, all my numbers that you backed up, they, they're, not, they're not here. And she goes, oh, well, it's not 100%. I'm like, <laughs> I said, that would have been nice to know before you went to It's like, oh, well, it's not 100%. She just said that nonchalantly like I didn't have 957 contacts that I can't find now. And the ones that were in there are the people I don't even know who they are. I was like, lady, you have no idea. <laughs> Acts 19. Yeah. Technology. Verse 21, now after these things were finished, what things? Man, let me tell you the things Paul was doing. They were performing miracle after miracle to the point where uh, prayer cloths would leave from Paul and go and people were healed, people were delivered. I mean, demons cast out, raised from the dead, a a cloth, the anointing of God. Listen, the Holy Spirit knows no boundaries. And, and listen, is that God still alive today? Absolutely, He's still alive. Is God still moving that way? Absolutely. I got proof. Living proof. I am living proof. <laughs> I, I are one. Now, after these things were finished, Paul purposed in the spirit to go to Jerusalem after he had passed through Macedonia and Asia, saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. 
and having sent into Macedonia two of those who ministered to him, Timothy and, uh, yeah, that guy, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. Now, he purposed in his spirit, and I, I thought that was very telling of how we need to, because let me tell you, it's got to be in here. I know this is where I'm going. And I'm on a purpose in my spirit that I'm headed there because if not, your flesh ain't going to, your flesh ain't going to want to go. Your flesh is not going to want to get up after a shipwreck and serve people, come on, and build a fire. And you sure not going to want to build a fire after being snake bit. Come on. And a lot of us have been snake bit in moves of God. Come on, man. I, I've been there. You, you know why we ain't got flags and twirlers and, and all that kind of stuff here? I, I've been bit by all that. You know why there's no tambourines in here? I've been bit by all that. Because I'm telling you, there, there's times when people do things and it's, it's anointed. But after about two years of it, it's annoying. <laughs> it loses its anointing and what it's done. And the next thing you know, you got, it's out of hand. Come on. Amen. And, and I'm telling you, I've seen it. Over and over. I, I'm just not there yet. So if you come in with your ribbon, got to go. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen it. Oh, man, I ain't even going to go there. But I, I have seen it go bad quick. And then you've, you're left to deal with. Because what happens, here's what happens. Let me just say this. Because here's what happens. When the ribbon guy or the ribbon girl or the hollering guy or the, or the uh, whatever, tambourine people, when, when they don't move, after a while, people get to thinking, well, the Spirit of the Lord ain't moving. And then you got a whole issue of people that are overly hyper spiritual oh we got a spirit of Michael in here you know Michael David's wife that when David was dancing before the Lord in his drawers and she said boy you really showed your end well yeah he did but he was praising God and so you get a spirit of Michael it's squelching the prayer. No, maybe God's wanting you to sit down for a minute and learn something. Right? We don't have to be... Listen, I love being on a spiritual high after a conference. But when God brings us back down in here to learn something, that's where the church has forgotten how, how that works. You're not always going to be on a spiritual high. At some point, you're going to have to learn something. And, and we find ourselves, we haven't learned how to work through that being churchy. You know what I mean? Because we think, oh, God, everybody. 
God's moved out. God ain't gone nowhere. You're in here, right? He lives in you, right? Yeah, he's here. Come on. And so we don't have to always be on a spiritual high and try to keep that going. That's when we get in trouble. Does that make sense? Okay. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Proverbs 16, 3 says, Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Let me tell you something. That's, you, you got to commit your works to the Lord because it's God's going to always be fine-tuning your plans so they can become established. Right? It's the plans. Plans are in the heart of man, but it's the Lord who draws them out and establishes them. And so we have to learn how to work through all that. And it's always going to come right down to whether or not we have enduring faithfulness and commitment. Because God's always going to be fine-tuning us and fine-tuning that call. And so we just have to realize uh, that we, we, we can't just settle thinking that, well, this is how God's going to do it. I wish, you know, I've seen a lot of calls go unfulfilled because people stop and settle. A lot of people's calls go unfulfilled, you know. And, and that's what's exciting about not knowing exactly what God's going to do. That's, that's what's exciting about it not being just totally clear. You know what I'm saying? Because... It, it it doesn't get mundane. You know what I mean? You, you would, if we knew all the details, it would either scare the heck out of us or we just wouldn't do it. And, you know, so we're not always going to have it clear. We just have to be faithful and committed and purpose in our spirit to keep moving forward. Philippians 4 It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Now, this is from a man who's been beaten, imprisoned, shipwrecked, snake bit, left for dead, beaten, stoned, whipped. And he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Look what he says in verse 5. Let your forbearing spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Look in verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts, and your minds in Christ Jesus. And here's what I want to tell you. When you don't have to understand, that's peace. When you don't have to fully understand and have it all mapped out, but you just keep walking through the doors that he opens, there's no greater peace on this planet. Because we're living in a time we don't know what's going to happen in 2022. Come on. 2020 and 2021 are like, hold my beer, watch this kind of deals. And I'm telling you, 2022, we don't know. 
But here's what. I don't have to know. I don't have to. Because no matter what happened in 2020, no matter what happened in 2021, that doesn't affect what God's called me to do. And that doesn't affect this church from doing what it's called to do. We have, we've not missed a lick. And we're moving straight on. And that to me tells me we're, we're, we're still moving. We're still going forward. God's doing this. We ain't doing it. Come on. We're just stewarding what God's doing. Come on. And that's, that's the mindset that we have to develop. And that's why Paul said rejoice in the Lord always. Doesn't matter what's going on. God's going to get us through even when we don't understand it. See, there will always be opportunity for people to get offended, people feel left out, uh, people's ideals go unnoticed, uh, your abilities are feeling like they're being wasted. Uh, come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? There's always going to be that. There's, there's always going to be that. And, 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 but we've got to figure out that, hey, what's God doing here? John the Baptist, I must decrease that he must increase. There's nothing that tests us more if we want a title or will we pick up a towel. Man, Pastor Jerry said that the other day up here, and I was like, that's the issue. Do we want a towel or a title? And man, I tell you what, that's what Jesus came to show us, servant. He said, I come to serve, not to be served. And I think if we could figure out that concept that we're all here to serve and not be served, I'm going to tell you right now, that's what makes the biggest impact out there. And even in here. Because if we can learn that concept, let me tell you, you're going to be hard to be offended. You're going to be hard to be frustrated Hard to be disappointed because you're just here part of, part of the team. We're all, just, we're all part of the same team trying to get it all going in the same direction. If we can do a little here and a little there, we'll, make, we'll get there. But we have to team up for His glory. And that's where when you get people who just want titles, it ain't for His glory, it's for their own. And, and, and you, you can see it real quick. Look in 1 Thessalonians 1.8. For the, for the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Asia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone forth so that we have no need to say anything. That's a powerful statement. That's, that's coming from a guy that didn't have Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or, or whatever them tweeters. It, he didn't have none of that. And it says, the word of the Lord has sounded forth from here. And is being in every place, your faith, come on, has gone forth. That's powerful. 
Can you imagine what Paul could have done with TikTok? <laughs> Isn't that what they do? It's just like, it takes you a minute to figure out it's just over and over. <laughs> what? <laughs> Could you imagine? Let me tell you, this is what excites me. See, we're, we're here partnering with Utah, New York, Montana, all these. During the conference, I got a text Sunday, Sunday after the message in Utah. And, and it was, man, that prayer is still strong this morning from a week ago. And I, I was trying to have to think of what, what it was. And what happened was, is when God, when I was telling everybody about God healing me from all my aches and all the pains in the back, that my back is still, you know, I mean, still. And, and, and when we prayed here, they got healed in Utah a week later, sitting in, at their church service in Utah. Come on. The word of the Lord going forth from this place. Man, that excited me. That excited me. That the Lord knows no boundaries. I don't know what all this is going to look like or how it's all going to pan out. But I'm telling you right now, you know, I, I just, I'm waiting for that phone call. It broke out. It broke out. It broke out. You know, and some of y'all might have to go to Utah and facilitate a move of God. Come on. I'm telling you, Utah's nice. Me and Josh, it's like, man, we could, we could live there. We, we did them schools there. What, I mean, it was in June. You'd walk out and there's frost dripping off the motel, you know, in June. But it is so pretty. But I'm telling you, we don't know what's fixing to happen. But I'm telling you, it's happening. And I'm excited that it's happening. But that also puts a demand on us here. It puts a demand on us here to keep things moving forward. And, and as we do these, you know, uh, I'm telling you, it's gonna, th there's going to be more people come to our next conferences. They're just going to come. And y'all are going to be the ones ministering to them. And let me tell you, well, how's that? I don't know. No, when you're parking cars, you're ministering to people. Because I'm telling you right now, you can't imagine how many people are just like, man, from the time we pull in till the time we leave, you know, it's just... It's like they go through waves of servants and smiling faces and, you know, and we always razz Pawpaw all the time, but, you know, when Pawpaw says, okay, you're late, it's $20 to park, you know, uh, you know, I mean, they're like, man, that guy was going to charge me. He's like, you know, they're, but I, I mean, every area people were just impressed. And so, and that's the title of this, well done. 
This is an encouragement for this house. Well done. Because the word of the Lord is going forth from here. It's going forth. And so, and I'm excited about that because that's, listen, when they came, when the disciples came into unity, it says they came in one accord, and that ain't a Honda. That means they come into an agreement, you know? They came into an agreement. They come into the consented that they don't have to all be of the same mindset but they all came in agreement. Hey, he's, here's what he said to do. All their personalities were all different. Every one of them were all different. And I'm telling you that if the church can learn to work with different personalities, it says when they came into unity, that's where God said, I will command a blessing. See, unity is easy to preach. It's hard to pull off because we've got so many different diverse people and that's the way God wanted it to be. He didn't want just cookie cutter Christians, everybody being the same, you know, just robot. That's not what he wanted. See, we all, some people wear their emotions different, some their feelings here, there, you know, some don't have any, some, you know what I mean? Some people just ooze mercy, some people have to pray for mercy. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? We, we need it all. Y'all are going to be able to cry with people I can't cry with. I just want to slap them. And if you're one of those that can cry with people and listen, I'm going to send them to you. I mean, some people got a gift of that. Taylor, yeah. See, the next move of God is going to be pointing people to him, not themselves. Come on. See, and we want to encourage those who are watching, even watching, that they're part of this body. And we're just trying to figure out how to connect all these dots that, you know, but there's an open door before us, you know, and so we're just, we're trying to figure all this out, and, you know, and I, I, it's, I told Jack now, I said, I don't know how we're going to do it, but y'all figure it out, you know. I don't know how to do all that. I don't know all the stuff to do it, but when there's stuff that I don't know, I Jack, figure it out. Jack figures it out, works on it, does it. All the listen, the videos, man, the videos are powerful. Jack works on those videos and and just puts them together. It, it's amazing what all God's doing here. And as you see all that, it just doesn't all happen. And I appreciate Tim thanking everybody, but it, it does. It takes a lot of little bitty things that people just don't realize happens that y'all do. And, and, and that's what goes forth from here and people are just overwhelmed by how well everything ran, you know. And so I, I thank y'all and, and everybody here that's worked. It, there's just too many to name them all. I mean, it's unbelievable. All the people that cook food for the pastors and 
cleaned up. You know, I mean, just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. You know, just the, the people here. And we, we brag on y'all when we leave here all the time anyway. How, how amazing this body of believers is. Because it truly is. Philippians uh, chapter 3. Look there in verse 2. I, I, I like what Paul says. He says, beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. In other words, he's telling us, beware of religious people. Just be aware of religious people. Because let me tell you, if, if there's anything that squelches a move of God, it's flesh and religion. Flesh and religion. And there's been great moves of God even in the United States from Azusa Street to, to Pensacola, Florida. And, and, and it seems like man can facilitate it for a little while and then all of a sudden the enemy steps in because at the end of the day we are just, we're just men. And as leaders trying to facilitate a move of God, we got to realize that the enemy's going to set people, send people in a move that are, that are going to try and just wreck it. And it's usually when the leadership doesn't deal with it is when it's wrecked. But I'm just going to tell you, I'll try my best to deal with whatever comes. And listen, nothing's happened. I'm just, I'm just getting ahead of the game because I know the devil's a schemer. And I've all often wondered, because I'm telling you, I've been in moves where the preacher hadn't even got up to speak. It ain't even close. People are just finding their seats and I've seen the Holy Spirit just break out all around the room and just move. And I'm telling you, tangibly feel the Holy Spirit. And you think, man, how did we lose that? How, how, do, how do we not know how to facilitate this? So there is work to be done. And yeah, it gets crazy. I get it. But you can count on us always trying to weigh it out and how we can facilitate and move forward all the while God's moving. Come on. He says, beware of the dogs. Beware of the evil workers. Beware of the false circumcision. For we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. And I think that's what happens a lot of times in a move. We put a lot of confidence in our flesh and it goes awry. In our sound systems, in our, come on, in our music, in our ability to be able to function and do and we just 
That's what I loved about rodeoing is because every time you think you got it figured out and mapped out, somebody goes and buys a bull that just will not load, wants to wreck the whole program, run over you, throw you out, humbles you real quick that you really don't know exactly. <laughs> you got a little too comfortable. Come on. Look in verse 12. Now that I have all, not, not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I may lay hold of it, that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ. We've got to keep that in our forefront. We're always pressing towards it. We're, listen, and, and it's amazing to me, the closer you get to God, the more dirty you're going to feel. I don't know why it's that way. It seems like at some point you should feel like you might be getting better. And, and to be honest, I'd be scared to be there. I, I, I would literally be scared to think that I had this figured out. That's a scary place to be to me, is to think I know that I've arrived. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's a scary place to be. So Paul said, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to keep pressing on. And so I think if we have the mindset to keep pressing forward in our walk, to keep, to be mindful, to purpose in our spirit. I may not be perfect, but we're going to keep pressing that way so that God gets the glory and the word of the Lord leaves here and that it's faith, it, that that word is going out. It's going to go ahead of us. Come on, I'm telling you, we're out in the community, people are hearing they're hearing about what's going on. And with that's always going to come. Listen, when things start shining, rocks are going to start throwing. Come on. If you hear something about me, come ask me. If I hear something about you, I'm going to come ask you. Come on. I'm not going to believe everything I hear about you. So don't you believe everything you hear about me. Come ax me. And I'll tell you. And I might even tell you it's true. See, we have to always be mindful that we're just stewards. Paul knew that. He said, I press on in order that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God 
in Christ Jesus. It's amazing to me that he says, I'm going to continue to press on. He says it twice. I'm going to lean in against it. See, some of us hadn't figured out we're going to have to lean in against the call because there's always going to be something that pushes back and we're going to have to press. Come on. This is what keeps the call of God on your life from you settling, from you going unfulfilled in your walk, is you just got to keep pressing on. Let us therefore, as many as are perfect, have this attitude. And if anything, you have a different attitude, God, God will reveal that, that also to you. In other words, you ain't going to have to do no 12-step. God will reveal it to you. However, let us keep living by the same standard to which we have attained. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. See, we have a pattern. Paul lays it out. Paul's got a call. Paul's going somewhere. And there's a lot of life that happens in the middle. Abraham was called in Genesis 12. But it wasn't until Genesis 22 that God said, Indeed, I will. A lot of life happened in there. David was anointed as a boy at 15 years old. And he didn't take the kingdom and be anointed to the throne till he was 30. A lot of living went on. Come on. A lot of mistakes. A lot of crying out. A lot of emotions feelings, hard-pressed. David just ran to the Goliath and killed him. But later on when he was going to fight the Philistines, he had to go and inquire of the Lord twice. Where before he didn't even inquire of the Lord. You remember those days when you just run headlong, just wave, come on, got your rock and your sling, and you just chase that devil down. Now you're sitting there like, oh, Lord, do I even want to fight this battle? See, sometimes we get, you, you take a few, come on. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just that we're learning. David inquired of the Lord twice, shall I go? See, David was lining some things out. God said, yep, I told you I'd do it. God did it. See, we can't get all religious about this and mess it up. But work through the flesh, work through the frustrations, the emotions, the feelings that come with a move of God, that come and get in the way of it. Because I'm telling you, a lot of times... We'll be emotionally stirred and we'll have great feelings and then all of a sudden we're all in our emotions and our feels and God's saying, hey, wait, wait on that. We're going to work because everybody wants to run headlong and God's saying, let's just build this and let's just keep doing what we're doing, you know. And as God opens the door, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll step out, open, you know. And as, as God begins to pull on y'all a little bit more, put a little more demand, there'll be areas that you're going to 
branch out and we're going to go, yeah, that's God, then you're over it. Don't come to me with an ideal if you ain't got a solution to facilitate it. Come on, I don't want all them bags of clothes because you, you want to clothe the hungry and feed the hungry and clothe all the people, but yet you don't want to put all them clothes in your garage. Come on. See, sometimes a lot of ideals and things will come. It's not that we're trying to put a thumb on it. It's just we need somebody over it that's going to facilitate it, be faithful, committed, and purposed. Come on. See, that was our whole intent when the orphanage came about because everybody was emotionally stirred and moved, wanting to do a good thing, and it was a good thing, and that's what we're supposed to do. But let me tell you, if we're going to do it, we were going to do it faithfully because those kids have already been abandoned once or twice, abused, and we weren't going to be the church that abandoned them. We were going to be the feet and the hands of Jesus loving them faithfully for now on 10 years or more. Come on. So see, that's why sometimes we have to stop, step back and go, man, a lot of, a lot of emotions were stirred, a lot of fired up people, but we, we got to make sure that what we're doing, it's we've purposed in our spirit to do it, facilitate it, and to make it successful. Does that make sense? See, it's our faith and commitment to God to steward the word and the movement and to unite for that cause is where we will hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Listen, one day we're all going to stand before God. And I can't wait to get there. And God goes, hey, there's DCC. Woo, woo. And the angels are up. Well done. Man, y'all made an impact. Faith came forth out of y'all. Man, y'all touch people that you don't even know you touch through the internet and through... How awesome will that be? And then we'll take all those accolades and we'll just lay them at his feet because we couldn't do any of this without you. Isaiah 43, 19. It was the whole theme of our conference. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I'll do something new. Listen, when God does something new, it's new. Ain't nobody in here knows what that is. You, you know what I'm saying? New is new. When God told Abraham he was going to give him the land of where? He said, go. That was something new. See, when God does something new in your life, it, it's scary, but man, it's exciting. Scary and exciting all at the same time. And you just have to step out in faith. But 
See, we get accustomed to trying to reason and understand what God's doing. But listen, you're, you'll never be able to reason stepping out of a boat. There's no good reason to step out of a perfectly good floating boat. Come on. It just don't make sense to say, well, if that's you, tell me to come. Who does that? See, our mindset should be that we don't, we don't want to miss what God is doing. See, I, I, I don't want to miss what God's doing. So what I'm trying to do is, is, is let's facilitate and let's all learn to unite no matter what our, you know, everybody, every person at DCC has a different skill to bring something to the table. Everybody. And I don't want to miss what God's doing. But it all boils down that we decrease that He can increase. And I'm telling you, serving is decreasing. Because there will be people that leave here and get upset and get, you know, well, nobody offered me any goldfish, you know. I mean, I, somebody drank the last juice box. I don't know, but we'll go get you one. But see, when we come together like this weekend, how powerful was that? That was exciting. It was powerful. Man, God did things, and I'm telling you, we're going to see fruit from this, and we're going to build on it as we go forth, too. And that's what excites me. Y'all stand. And thank y'all so much. From the bottom of, listen, none of this is possible without you. Absolutely none of it is possible without you. And so just know you are appreciated very much. Everything you do, just coming and smiling, being happy in the house of the Lord means so much. So, so much. Father, we come to you and we thank you. Lord, we're, we're just, we're here to point people to you. Lord, let your miracle work and power take place in this building. Lord, we, we welcome it in this building. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to move in this place. We can agree on that. That you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Father, we thank you for all you're doing in our life. Lord, we'll keep stepping in the doors if you'll keep opening them. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
We are so glad that you chose to tune in with us this week. We hope that today's message left you challenged, encouraged, and inspired. If you enjoyed today's message and would like to hear more, you can find us wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast.